Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and we are broadcasting live from lovely, I haven't looked up the sky in a while, beautiful blue sky, Austin, Texas. So Julie, welcome to the radio show. Thank you so much. We're going to have fun today. Right. So we're going to jump right back in where we dropped, uh, where we left off yesterday. But Julie and I, right before the show, we're just talking um, about one of my new coaching clients. And I say new, and mm-hmm. Joe, if you're listening, I'm going to tell your story, but I won't give him any more information so that you don't have to be embarrassed. So I'm going to tell the story about Joe. Um, and, you know, I'm telling you guys this story because – I think it really is a testament to what following a proven system and staying on uh, the correct path, what it will lead to. Okay, so here's a true story. And this is, again, this is a guy that just started uh, with our coaching organization fairly recently. And guess what? He isn't even a full-time realtor, which, by the way, a lot of you guys aren't full-time realtors. And I hate to say this because it definitely is not – it's in conflict with what most brokers will say – but if you guys have a good-paying job that's giving yourself financial security for you and your family, don't quit it. Don't do real estate part-time. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I have coaching clients that actually are able to do fantastically well off being part-time because they'll set aside maybe five hours a week, ten hours a week, maybe Saturday morning. You guys get the idea. Focus on real estate. And because they don't have the whole week to you know, piss and moan and procrastinate, right. they get more done than most realtors do in a lifetime. I mean, the reality of it is, is uh, everybody's situation is different. And, uh, you know, so Joe is a perfect example. Joe is a full-time school bus driver. He drives a school bus. He um, signs on for coaching, brand-new realtor, no previous experience really selling, no previous experience certainly in real estate. But Joe's a smart guy, and I kind of sense that talking to him right away that he's got more going on in his head than he even knew, the way he put his sentences together, the way he, you know, his vocabulary, the way he thought. He was naturally introspective. You know, you talk to enough people, you can kind of quickly separate the cream from the the rest almost instantaneously when you've been doing what Julie and I and our co- other coaches have done for as long as we've done. I mean, you really do develop this intuitive feel for people almost instantaneously, and we're almost always right about our initial read on people. I'm not bragging. I'm just stating a fact. You guys do what we do for a long. We've been doing it. You'd have that skill set too. So I got this really good feeling about Joe that he's always been kind of living under his capacity. And I tell him that. And he almost starts to cry in our call uh, because he's always felt that, but no one's ever acknowledged it. So I acknowledge it. And he asked me, you know, so we're having this, it's like our first or second call. And I tell him, you know, Joe, Here's what I want you to do. Remember, no expectations, never been in real estate before, nothing. I said, you know, set seven listing appointments between now and our next call. Now, he's an advanced student, so he's every other week. Set seven listing appointments between now and our next call. Also, guys, understand that when you join our organization, everybody starts with Julie and I personally, and then, you know, probably 50% of you will be transferred to another coach. The rest stay with us. 
and then maybe you know three months later we transfer you to another coach. But we're not going to transfer you to one of our other coaches until you're actually in motion making money consistently. So we're kind of like the fire starters, and after that they keep the uh, the coals warm, if you can imagine. That's how it really works. Uh, very different from every other coaching organization. I realize that, and uh, maybe it's not as efficient because um, we can't necessarily have as many other private coaching clients, but I really don't care because at the end of the day, you guys have a better experience. And you have more success quicker, and that's what matters most. So this call with Joe, and uh, you know, I told you guys Joe's whole backstory. I'm not adding or subtracting from it. He's, you know, he's got a lot going for him, just doesn't know it. Only information he has about real estate and only training he has is what all of our coaching students have is you know, the real estate coaching essentials, um, you know, the videos, the scripts, everything. So seven listing appointments. It was the change of the month, right, August, September. So great time to hunt expires, and we warned you guys that it was going to be one of the best times of the year, and those of you guys who've listened took a crap ton of listings. I loved getting those emails. You know, A lot of you guys thanked us for that because you didn't realize how easy expires were to go after this time of year, and sure enough, a lot of you guys have you know, just started to really uh, experience the great feelings of being a listing agent, and Joe did too. So Joe does his homework. You know, not quite, but he almost took seven listings. Remember, this is a new realtor, right? So, you know, good job. Nope, didn't say that. I said, Joe, you committed to taking seven listings, and you didn't do it. You know, you only took X number. I think it was three or four. I mean, you know, are you a man of your word or aren't you? You said you were going to take seven. So you know what? Joe and I had a nice coaching call. And I guarantee you that he's going to do his homework between this and the next call, and he's going to take seven listings. Why? Because Joe is not allowing competing thoughts in his head. He's not allowing anything to compete with his goal of making a lot of money. And Joe and people like Joe, I'm 100% certain, are going to be uh, as successful as they'll allow themselves to be. And by that I mean millionaires, multimillionaires, or just, you know, financially secure. Whatever it is that Joe sets his mind to, he will do just as he just did. Now, here's the reason I share this with all of you. Most agents, so like two calls later, I think I had six private calls today, maybe eight, I don't remember. So a few calls later, you know, I'm on the phone with someone who's been in the business for a long time, who's, you know, one of my top producers, been making like $800,000 a year consistently. Forever, basically. And they're stuck on the certain number of listings that they've kind of just gotten used to taking. And I told them the story about Joe. And I say, what's the difference between you and Joe? And without even blanking, the uh, coaching client, the top producer, as all you guys would have labeled him, said limiting beliefs. He and I had had that conversation many times before about basically the limiting beliefs he has about himself and the success he's going to allow himself to achieve. He basically, in his mind, was at the summit of his financial life. Um, Mid-50s, multiple homes, boat, everything's paid for. I I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know he's got at least a million dollars. I mean, so this is someone who's been successful for a long period of time, who's going to stay on that trajectory, but has leveled off because of what his limiting beliefs are. Joe, the new realtor, no limiting beliefs. Going to absolutely hit it out of the park. Going to be hugely successful. The problem with the second agent is you can't stay complacent. See, you can't stay in the same point. You can't stay at the same level. Uh, God did not design any of us to stay stagnant. We, everything around us, there's not a single thing around you right now. A lot of you are listening in replay. A lot of you are listening in your car. A lot of you are listening while exercising. Everything around you, 
the air you're breathing, the shoes you're wearing, the iPod you're listening off of, everything is changing. Nothing, the concrete you're walking on is changing. Everything is changing. But what a lot of us do is we lull ourselves into complacency because we're just, frankly, being lazy and we're essentially saying, okay, well, this is good enough. This is as much as I'm going to succeed. I'm just going to kick back and I'm going to rest on my laurels. And they think, mistakenly, that they can maintain that level of success. In other words, you get to a point where you're successful, where you feel like you're successful in life, where you basically are starting to be complacent. You gain some weight. You stop. You know, all kinds of different things that people do when they're getting complacent or they are complacent. You can see them from a mile away. You guys are probably guilty of a lot of these things, as I'm sure um, Julie and I are in certain areas where we're complacent as well. It happens to all of us. But here's what happens in your business when you allow yourself to be complacent, when you aren't focusing on getting better, when you aren't focusing on improving your skills, because ultimately you're not focusing on being of service to others. You won't keep what you have, you see, because you're trying to stay in place, but you're designed uh, – your body is designed, your environment is designed, your mind is designed, the cells in your bodies are designed to be moving forward at all times. But you are trying to stay the same. You will not, not only stay the same, but you're going to lose what you have. You will slide backwards. And a lot of agents, a lot of people for that matter, go through a cycle of life where they have these, usually it's a 5, 7, 10, sometimes 15 year you know, success thing where they go from nothing to something and then they screw it up. They do something to basically cause themselves to lose what they work their butts off to have, and they go through these success and failure cycles. And it happens sometimes through health. It happens a lot of times through marriages. It happens with, you know, oh, I can't get along with my broker. Simple things like that. Because what happens is we go through these boom and bust cycles of destroying and creating, destroying and creating. Because a lot of folks are, 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 do not understand, and we're going to get back to our points today, the fundamental facts of being successful in life, um, you can emulate. If you're going through some of these cycles, if you can experience some of these things I've just shared with you, if you're like the top producer who's complacent, who's starting to slide backwards, and you want to be like Joe where you're going to decide to be successful, listen to the points that we're going to be sharing with you today. Embrace them. And for God's sake, don't stay complacent. You can't, because if you do, you will lose what you have. Think about that. And if you look back on your life and you see you've, you know, you're one of these people that have gone through these cycles of you know, boom and bust in one capacity or another, realize that you've been doing that voluntarily because you probably don't feel as alive or as motivated uh, as you do when you're st- trying to rebuild yourself, when you're trying to Go back, you know, reclaim what you felt was yours. See, the simple fact is, is that people are either motivated, uh, you know, it's the whole carrot of the stick thing, right? But the true core motivator, if you really want to know what motivates you, it's the fear of losing what you already have. A lot of people think they're motivated by moving towards something. I want a new car or whatever. But what really will motivate you is losing the car you've already got. If you don't go out and take 10 listings, you're going to lose what you have. That motivates you. And so, again, people go through these cycles where they destroy themselves in various capacities because then they're feeling like they're losing what they already have, and that's what it takes to motivate them. That is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for your cash flow. It's not sustainable for your marriage. It's not sustainable for anything in life. And it's such a waste because you spend so much time trying to recreate yourself and pick yourself back up. 
What the 1% of all top realtors know is you can have continued success year after year. You can improve constantly. You don't have to stop. You don't at any age. I mean, why would you ever want to retire, for example? Because all of a sudden you reach a certain age and you feel, well, I have nothing else to contribute. The fact is that some of the best realtors out there are some of the oldest. They've got the most, to, most experience to share. So you guys got to really question, you know, really, what is it that you believe to be true versus what really is true? So, Julie, as I was sort of on my soapbox there, anything come to mind? <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, it's absolutely spoken from experience personally with coaching clients, with our own business. You know, I, I was thinking it's kind of counterintuitive if you're not in, you know, from the coach's perspective. You would think that somebody moving towards a new car, a new house, whatever, would be easier to coach when, in fact, I'm sure you would report the same. The students that we have that are either rebuilding or they're in fear of loss of something are actually far easier to coach because it's so much more obvious to them. And they don't have the luxury of time that some of these grizzled veterans do where they can kick back and sit about, sit, you know, think about it, create problems for themselves, you know, and, and create a self-destruction thing to put them right back to where the agents who are freaking out are. And so I, it's funny. When I get somebody that's basically – you know, they they have a good living going on. They're you know they're getting by just fine, no problem. I almost worry more about them than getting a new client who says, "All right, I owe the IRS this. I haven't made my house payment yeah. in seven months. I got this and this and this." Because they they're real focused on what they need to do. It's and very what happens if you know they I don't. think it can screw them up. You know, and what happens if they don't? It's that fear of loss is actually greater for most people than the carrot. You know, and until we had coached for a long time, I, you know, I, going into this, I would have thought, like many people do, that, you know, it's a lot more exciting to just go for something. But, in fact, the, the stronger motivation is that fear. So it's something to chew on. And if you're somebody who's had a lot of ups and downs and it seems like you go through two or three-year boom and bust cycles, how much of that is actually created by you versus some of you just blame the market and, you know, that's the easy out. But some of it is self-created. And, Tim, I, honestly, I was thinking of agents that we've known in the past where their boom and bust cycle, where it was self-destructive, the ups became higher, but the lows also became lower. And we've known agents, you know, that didn't make it through that worst low period. And it, it's tragic. Yeah. I mean, it can be really bad. <laughs> well, I mean, so. so to say it, Julie, I know what you're thinking. I mean, we've known people that have committed suicide. Yeah. You know, we've known people that have had, you know, devastating falls. Yeah, it's a pattern. It's a predictable pattern. You guys can see it if you're being honest with each other. So we're going to take a quick commercial break so I can refill my coffee cup. And when we come back, mm -hmm. we're going to get to point four. So get ready to take notes. According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, 
averaged between 8 and 10 million a year. When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one -on -one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one -on -one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Okay, point number four, Jules. All right, point number four, and again, our official topic is what the top 1% of agents, the millionaire agents, know that you don't know. So point number four, and you listen to yesterday's show for points one through three, point number four is that those top agents, that top 1%, they have an actual plan to save, to pay off debt versus doing what we nicknamed waiting for the big eagle to fly over and dump a bunch of cash on you so that you can someday maybe possibly save, right? So the difference between someone who actually saves and someone who just says that they have a goal of saving is that the top producers actually have a plan and they work it. And this, these plans are very simple, something as simple as saving 10% off the top of every check but being very serious about that and doing it every time. Then when they have their debt paid off, they bump that up to 20% or 30% off the top of every check. They do it, they stick to it, and that's how their savings grow. Versus, versus, I'm, oh, versus I'm going to save what's left over. Versus oh, I'm going yeah. to save when I get a big deal. Versus when basically, really exactly. I mean, and mm -hmm. the other to Julie's previous point, you got to save off the top. That's a you know radio show on itself. To be honest with you guys, we talk about mm -hmm. essentially how to build wealth. Um, but really, the bottom line is is literally pay yourself first. You guys have been exposed to that before. Why the hell aren't you doing it? So 10% at least off the top of every check. You know what? Tax your commission checks before you make your mortgage payment, before you make your car payment. After you've made your coaching payment, <laughs> pay yourself right. first. Save 10%. All right, next point. Sorry, Jules. Well, and that is the only way we've ever seen anybody actually do it. Yep. Okay, so point number five. The top producers know that their product is profit versus thinking anything else. Yes, of course, your product is good customer service and taking care of your clients and doing a great job at your job, but ultimately, would you do that for free? No. Your product is the money you produce as a result of helping the most people you know how to help. It's very simple. But the top producers are really clear that their product is profit. If you ask them, they'll tell you that. They won't have some you know, fluffy PC answer that makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy. They know that they're running a business. And Point number six. At the end, and at the end of the year, if you don't have any profit, if you haven't increased your net worth, 
if you haven't actually bought another rental property or paid off debt, if you've not saved more money, well, guess what? You have run a really kind of inefficient business because you haven't produced the whole point of having a business was. Well, exactly, and agents will say things like, well, I spent all this on my paid leads or something like that, but, you know, I did two deals and I broke even. It at least paid for itself. Well, no, it didn't. You have all that time involved and you made nothing. That means you're running a nonprofit. So top producers would say, I made, you know, this much as a result. So next point is that top producers know their market stats cold versus just knowing their, quote, farm. This is a big point. This seems like, well, okay, I've heard that before, but think about this. Many of you guys come to your free coaching calls and you'll say things like, well, there's, there's no inventory in my market. That's a symptom <laughs> of not knowing your market. Of course there's inventory. Or, or Julie, what else will they say? There's no expired. There's no for sale by owners. Yeah, and we'll ask you a question break. like, what's the days on the market? What's the list to sell price ratio? You know, how are yeah. the condos selling versus the houses? How are this, that, and the other? And you guys don't know your market. You're selling, yeah. you know, you're, you're purporting to be a, a, a real estate, you know, agent, a realtor, and yet you don't know your product. That's the yeah, reason I mean, that you guys a don't lot of time, you, you don't do anything, and then you go put right. a price in somebody's house. Are you kidding? That's exact. It's crazy, and so you don't feel confident to talk about real estate with folks because you haven't actually taken the time to know the market, know your product. Sense. You know, if you worked mm-hmm. in the Apple store. You should be – you will absolutely 100% know. the ends, Have you guys walked into an Apple store before? All of you have, right? And you talk to any of those you know, guys walking around with their brightly colored shirts on and their usually excessive facial hair, and what do they – you know, they know their product backwards and forwards, don't they? Doesn't their shirt say genius on them or something like that? Those are the ones in the back. they got some tag. Yeah. Right. But they know their exactly. stuff. They're there yeah. to sell something, by the way, just a hint right. in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So sorry. Yes. All right. So, uh, so point number. Next, what are we on? Point yeah. number seven. Uh, oh no. Point point, ne- is, uh, point number seven. Yeah. Point number, number seven. seven. They don't wait to feel a certain way. They know how they feel. They know that what you think follows your actions, not the other way around. So this is another thing we hear on coaching calls all the time. Well, I just haven't felt like taking action. I'm getting ready to get started to someday possibly take action if I feel like, it. oh, I've been depressed, I've been down, I've had a down year, a down quarter, a down market. I just I don't have my motivation. Where the top producers recognize that you take action first and find your feelings second. That's huge, isn't it? I mean, that right there, again, Julie and I could write a whole book about that. So many of it, it guys, just, it, you know, that's such – an critical point. How many of you don't actually experience success, have really fantastic days, unless you feel a certain way? Unless you feel a certain, like when you feel that certain way, everything mm-hmm. turns into a lead, everything turns into a listing, everything turns into a closed buyer transaction, everybody loves you, all of a sudden things, you guys get the idea. You love real estate. You, <laughs> right. You wait to, and you then say, well, I just don't feel like doing lead follow-up, Julie. It's, I just don't feel like it. Uh, yeah, I, don't, tired. I, I don't feel like knocking on that for sale by owner. I don't feel like calling my centers of influence and past clients. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like writing that blog post that I promised myself. I just don't feel like it. I don't, yeah, do I you don't think, feel like it. Do you think your past client who emailed you that they're interested in getting a CMI on their house is waiting for you to feel like getting back with them? They're sitting back going, well, 
Tim will get back with me when he gets around to feeling like it. No, they want an answer now. That's why they reached out to you. And if you don't do it, they're going to assume that you're not even in real estate anymore. So stop waiting hey, to feel it move you. Go ahead. Can I ask you a question? What? And, and this is just you and me. Forget the thousands and thousands of people that are listening. I know what you're going to ask me. Yeah. Did you feel like doing this radio show today? I felt like playing with Zoe. Yeah, our daughter. That's what I felt like yeah. Doing. Yeah, me too, exactly. We're going for a swim or going for a hike or reading, yeah. right? And, guys, mm-hmm. we didn't feel like doing this today. How are we doing? Can you tell? You can't, can you? Because Julie and I know, and we're getting to the next point. Actually, I'll jump around. The next point, which I think we're going to call this point, uh, we're going to call this point number eight. The key to success is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You know, guys, I'll be honest with you, and you know, don't take offense to this, but there is very rarely a day where I wake up and I feel like being on the phone for four or five hours coaching realtors. I mean, I don't feel like that. That's not something I naturally feel. <laughs> okay, we'll even go deeper. I, when Julie and I sold real estate, trust me when I tell you, I did not feel like calling our usually dozens of sellers uh, mm, every Friday sure. and telling them a lot of times it was time for adjusting their price down. Notice I didn't say lower the price, you know, adjusting their price down or repositioning their house in the market to correctly reflect the market's expectations or the buyer's expectations is the, actually the correct script. I didn't, I didn't feel like doing that, you know. I didn't feel like doing most of the things that we've had to do to become multimillionaires. I mean, hardly ever did I, did I actually have the feeling of wanting to do any of those things. In other words, it's, it's something I'd rather not have had to do, but I did it anyway. I do it anyway now, and so must you. Okay, the simple fact is, guys, is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. If, again, I mean, all these points in themselves would make great books, but that one, like the previous ones, so critical. Stop waiting to feel a certain way before you actually do what you're supposed to be doing. And if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Trust me, you'll know what you're supposed to be doing after you have your free coaching call. So, Julie, jump back and you can get to point number, what is eight? Well, actually, it's, well, anyway, we're out of order here, but you guys get the idea. So point number eight on our notes, Julie. Point number eight is, I love this, furiously fast lead follow-up versus when I get to it slash feel like it slash when I'm broke enough to do my lead follow-up, if ever. Furiously fast lead follow-up has been proven agent after agent, coaching call after coaching call, to increase your business, some of you, as much as 50% by actually calling back the leads you already have. You all claim, oh, I need more leads, I need more lead generation. And then when we ask you about what's on your plate, oh, yeah, I could call them back. So you don't need more leads. You need to get really good at furiously fast lead follow-up with intent to set appointment, not just, hey, how's it going? Actually give them something of value followed by closing them. Oh, Julie, I don't want to seem too bushy. Yeah, well, guess what? Somebody who needs your help wants you to be pushy, wants you to close them, wants you to do your job. If you get the, Julie, oh, you're being too I don't think anybody's actually ever said you're being too pushy. I don't remember ever hearing that. Do you? You know, the people that are especially worried about being about too pushy are the ones that never can be too pushy. You know, the ones that are worried exactly. about it never will be. That's true. You know, it's people, That's it's so people like me that have to worry about being too pushy. So, so here's a thought for you guys. Like, uh, okay, Julie, uh, I, I don't think I should call them because they emailed me. I think, you know, isn't there yeah. some written rule, some code of conduct, some, you know, book of manners that says if someone emails, you can only email them back? No, it's called an excuse. <laughs> it's called being lazy. 
Yeah. So Don't what is furiously fast? <laughs> what is furiously fast lead follow up, guys? What does that mean? It means calling every single lead from every single source back within one minute. One minute. Not the next day, not when you get around to it. Don't put them in some sort of stupid drip system. Do you guys want to be dripped on? I mean, doesn't that sound kind of disgusting to you? So stop putting people into drip systems Ew, thinking that you're gross. doing something. You're, I mean, Zoe, okay, we were going to make a baby joke about <laughs> dripping, but <laughs> I think that's drooling. That She'll might be different, right? She'll drool on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Jules, what's the next point? Okay, so the next point is that Oh, the I already read that one. Go ahead. The, yeah, the next point, after point that. number 10. Yeah. Okay, point number 10. They know the definition of rich is when your money is working for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Let me define this a little bit more closely for some of you. It, it, rich does not mean you just got a big commission check so you can go blow all of it and finance it away and go that's, you know, sign yourself that's called up real, triple that's your called car payment. Rich. That's called yeah, real rich. rich is not really rich. <laughs> it's what you do with your commission checks. It's the rental properties you buy. It's the flips that you create for yourself. It's the houses you buy from your guaranteed home sale that we teach you. It's what your money does for you. When your money is working for you and you are not just looking for that next check unless you're not going to make your payment. You know, Some of you guys are, doing, are either going from deal to deal or handfuls of deals to handfuls of deals. Others of you actually have built up your listing inventory, but your expenses are still too high. So there's different stages of this, but get clear on the difference between realtor rich and actually rich. So the next point is a mirror of one of the previous points, but it was so good that we're going to give you another version of it. Point number 11, Julie. The top producing 1% of agents know that repetitious boredom pays off. We used to have a sign in our real estate office that said that. Repetitious boredom pays off. What does that mean? Bottom line, guys. It's the previous point, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Being okay, being bored. Don't be one of these agents that basically is so drawn to the excitement. The, the, the actual work in real estate is boring. It just true. is. By the way, that's why they call it work, because it's, it's not boring. Vacation. Right. And so it's many of you work. guys think that, you know, I have to be, real estate, oh, it's got to be this big drama. You're watching too much million-dollar listing. Guys, here's a little secret for you. Most of that is fake, okay, that you see on Bravo. You know how we know? Because we coach some of them. They're some of our, super, our, our, uh, our superstar interviewees. You guys know that. It's not real. It's all fake. The success that comes long-term in real estate comes from being okay with being bored. You know what? Calling your centers of influence is boring. Um, really writing a well-thought-out uh, Nice letter to someone who helped you is boring. Uh, doing a lot of the work in real estate, negotiating a contract and collecting all the tons and tons of paper mm-hmm. is boring. You know, having you guys get the point? It's boring. boring. It is. Yeah. I get it. So but what? Okay. Do it anyway, but do it at a high level. Doing that consistently uh, and being okay with that, the other side of that, is becoming rich. So, Julie, I got your note. We're going to wrap. Guys, listen, we're going to pick up on point number 12 tomorrow. So hopefully you guys are enjoying us. I think you are. Your homework, and Julie, you can bounce. I know you have a call. Your homework, everyone, from this radio show, like every other radio show, is to what? 
Share this radio show replay with as many agents as you can. You guys have made us the number one real estate coaching radio show by a country mile. Um, you helped to make it so that we are getting literally tens of thousands of listens per month. And I really sincerely appreciate that. You guys have made this radio show successful. You must like what you're listening to, like hopefully what you're learning. Please apply it. So your homework from today's radio show is, as always, share the replay with as many other agents as you can. Share the link. Tweet it, Facebook it, email it, whatever you people do. Help us get the word out. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.